0: I was. I'm just waiting for you. I mean, last the time, last time we recorded, um, <laughs> I did hijack. You came things. busting through the gate. Yep. Yeah. Hell, hellblazing. I'm not sure if you've actually even recovered. To be honest, I'm not. I don't feel well. I just finished before we before we started here. I just told you, like, I haven't slept. <laughs> and it's, I feel ill, and it's definitely
1: exclusively just because i took you by shock and had a hot yeah. take last time
0: like i'm not a, i'm i am not ai am i do not get me wrong <laughs> power to you oh yeah for sure right in the in the in the movie podcast genre peats are certainly a, a minority that are often overlooked and mm-hmm. and so you should rise above this sure Certainly, certainly. I just wasn't prepared, like no. a, you know, cliff notes or something. <laughs> yeah, because on
1: I'll I'll use this as a segue to welcome to the Movie Man podcast. I'm Peter. Obviously, you are Brady, and you being Brady, the other person talking, not the listener, unless the listener's name is Brady. I made that way more right. confusing than it needed to be.
0: We're which is which would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but also not, I'd be game.
1: I'd be so game if someone named Brady was listening. But yeah, what you're alluding to is you are the taker of hot takes. You are the bringer of hot takes, rather. And I'm I'm there for the ride. I, I, I occasionally have one, but they are few. They are far between, and they are definitely not the starting off an episode. And you just haven't recovered, and I apologize. I don't no, no, regret no. it, but I apologize.
0: Okay. Also... It's important for me before we go any further mm-hmm. to point out that this
1: That actually sounds good, whatever it is.
0: Is the sound of coffee. Oh. And and not me not me urinating mid podcast. <laughs> Listen. If I have to tinkle in the podcast pee jar, I always mute my mic. Good for you. I just think it's it's good microphone etiquette. It really is, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But we never, you know, we don't, there's no breaks in this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you got to go, you got to go. You do. You do. Yeah. Okay. Well. Coffee is poured. Coffee's steaming. Coffee is poured. It's black.
1: I'm less interested. Yeah. I mean, if I, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but if I I do drink a coffee, it needs to have some, something to entice me, something sweet, something creamy.
0: Yeah. I used to be like most people. I used to be double, double. I would start out with two creams, two sugars. Um, Hmm. and then I weaseled my way down to, um, just a cream and a sugar. Right. Mm -hmm. So sort of cut that in half and then, um, moved away from sugar to sweeteners and then moved away from that to just cream. Hmm. Um, but with like maybe a little because I was because I was removing the sugar, I would compensate with a little extra cream. <laughs> um and then cream became milk. And then milk became just black nectar of the gods. <laughs> so that's where I stand with coffee. If anyone's you know. Curious. The next time the next time we have a guest on the show in person and they're wanting to make a good impression and show up with coffee. Hmm. I'll take mine black.
1: <laughs> well on that. And note, Pete
0: will take his frozen and blended. Frozen and, and with, blended with as much yeah, cream and as much like it's not even sugar, it's sugar based. It's like it's <laughs> like yeah, yeah. vanilla flavored Garbage, <laughs> basically. So, as Pete said, hello and welcome. Mm-hmm. This episode,
1: we—it's been a while since we've continued our journey back in time. Um, yeah,
0: but we did it uh, since at least last year. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. At
1: least, and uh, we continued and we moved onward or backward mm-hmm. to
0: 1997, and it'll uh. be the first of a few votes. The year I stopped being an only child. The year I had to share the love and affection of my parents. Huh? You've never you're an only child, right? You've never done that. And I'm curious, like,
1: what was this a good thing for you? Were you upset? Were you excited?
0: I think there's. I think it's a mix. You know, I think you you certainly act out a little bit. You're a little pissed off. You're a little like. Yep. Well, what the shit? yeah, this is my turf now, or it mm-hmm. was my turf, yep. rather, yeah, yep, don't eat my toys, oh, you know, yes, um, but also, like, I think initially, I think before that sets in, there's definitely like some proud, older brother stuff hmm. that you you know, like mm-hmm. you're excited, you're the protector of this of this morsel. You're, yeah, you're just, you're super excited for it to happen. And then it happens, and you're like, okay, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Buyer's remorse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, in our first, we've been, we've been doing this thing mm-hmm. um, where, so it used to be like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do a, um, Let's do a 2007 film. Ah, Mm. let's do a 2006 film. Ah, let's do a 2005 film. Mm. And then things got real juicy for a while. And we're like, (laughs) ah, man, there was a, like, in the early 2000s, there was a lot of really great movies that came out. And selecting just four is kind of a nightmare. So let's go with, let's go with eight. You know, let's double up. Yep. Let's double up. And so we would do two in a row. And then we reached the late 90s. And we're like, good gravy, there's some... There's some golden nuggets here. And so we've been tripling up. <laughs> and and if I may stop you, I will just
1: plug our Patreon page, which everyone should just go check out at some point, and I'll give a plug for it at the end. But in addition to just us being like, okay, let's. there's too many movies overflowing, With this was an exception. There was a time crunch, so apologies to the Patreon fans who usually respond to this. But we do let the Patreon supporters give input for vote ideas as well. So that's kind of expanded it too. So, you know, mm-hmm. it started with like okay, let's have four films, let's let's have a free-for-all vote and then it grew to eight and then now it just grows. So that that's part of it too. So Patreon query supporters who are thinking about joining the show, that is an extra perk that we try and extend uh, when possible to to influence the vote. So that that is part of the equation too.
0: Absolutely. And it's you know what, I I so a tripling up has done that. It's allowed us to include more of the films that we love. Sure, um, but it's also, in a lot of ways, I find has given us the ability to um, to group the voting options a little more appropriately. Oh yeah, um, yes. You don't end up with like Dante's <laughs> Peak up against a Mouse Hunt. <laughs> I mean, you like, know, and you're Kate, just like, well, there's like, I don't a even... lot in common with them. You're like I don't even. I, uh, I love both, but for wildly different reasons. Like I do. Uh, right. Yes. What do we do? What yep. do we do? If only Nathan Lane was in Dante's Peak, this would be an easier decision. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah. So this, our first vote of of 1997, mm. um, I would say fell pretty heavily into the family, kid friendly. Um, yeah family movies
1: oh absolutely uh, and I'll reiterate what they were that we've got Anastasia Mouse Hunt George of the Jungle and Hercules so that totally backs
0: mm-hmm. up what you're saying Hmm. Mm-hmm. and what is Selection too! like a, a, two, two of those are Disney but one's live action one's animated one's yep. animated but not Disney and one's live action but not <laughs> Disney either that was a Complicated. Anyways, there was lots of variety, and I was very happy about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of this list, there was three films that I grew up with. Okay, okay. One I did not. Okay, and um, which one was that? And and didn't grow up with it just because it wasn't like we just didn't own it. Mm. I just didn't have. We didn't have it on VHS. I was certainly aware of this movie because mm-hmm. friends of mine. You know, you'd I'd see it on. Mm. The shelf in their house, and, um, and or, you know, there'd be like those, the remember previews at the oh, start of VHS's is like do coming uh, soon to video and, you know, home, V, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was super aware of the movie. Um, but prior until a couple days ago when I sat down to watch it, I had never seen nor did I know the plot or cast of Anastasia. Oh. Okay yeah. it was a totally totally green experience for me interesting mm-hmm huh. yeah, so do okay. without what you will sir well
1: sh- let's get into it let's uh okay, we'll start w- with some trivia oh and I took your words to heart, I, it, it aligned, I found some, what I mean by I took words to heart, you said, you know, I miss the, the, some of the yesteryear episodes where there would be a couple questions and multiple choice, and I said, that doesn't always lend itself, but this week I think it really did. I believe my message was, hey pal, step up or step out. Like I, <laughs> yeah, that is what you said, but I, miss, I interpreted it the way I said <laughs> Okay. Okay. How morbid do you want to get with the first question?
0: Um I, I don't know <laughs> if I can answer that question until certain sound effects have been played. Like okay. I Oh oh
1: woo. sorry kids.
0: Ow! There you go. There you go. Uh as morbid as I can. I yeah. will take super morbid children's films for three hundred. Sure. Well, we'll get into this when we chat
1: about the whole tone of the film. But you know, as anyone is aware? Yeah, it's 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 a fictional film, fictional story, but it's based on some remote, tr- like it's based on some truths on the periphery that kind of run the plot. And this sure. first question is related to the truth of that like, you know Rasputin was a real individual in history, and he was a villain in this film and played some some some
0: important role. My question and to often you... confused with often confused with Christopher Lloyd, so that's
1: <laughs> often at least often, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure great Scott was like <laughs> originally coined by. Rasputin Rasputin, it's quite possible by Gregory Rasputin yeah that was
1: yeah (laughs) oh well my 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 question is uh we saw in the film that he in the beginning of the film spoiler alert um he fell through the ice and Mm. died Mm. how did the real Rasputin die and I'll give you some choices are you ready for the choices I am. He was shot? He was poisoned. He drowned.
0: Had a guillotine appointment or all of the above. Uh I am going to and this is maybe cheating cuz I think I have some pri- prior knowledge. Sure. Um but I'm going to go with shot in the head in 1916, sir.
1: That is partially correct. It was a trick question. It's- it was a trick question, but it was a trick question in your favor. There were multiple okay. correct answers here. The only thing that was wrong was the guillotine. And when I did some brief reading, brief, 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 so I could be historically not completely accurate, but okay. the there are some mixed mixed um, witness accounts of what actually happened, and there, there's not a definitive answer, but it's a speculative answer that some eyewitness testimony that he was poisoned – he didn't respond to the poison. So someone invited him to their house with the intent of killing him. They put arsenic in the wine, in the in the food. He ate like a, a gratuitous amount of this poisoned beverage and food. And according to the eyewitness account, it didn't do a thing. Then they shot him a few times and then they threw him in a river. So it was kind of all three. And so my point is this trick question. There were multiple ways I would have given you a point. See, this is the issue with Wikipedia, because who
0: the hell knows?
1: Oh, well, it's not—it's not Wikipedia. It's—it's just historically there were mixed, you know, the there were mixed um, testimonies. So even 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 scholars, kind of like Hitler. Like, Hitler, we don't
0: fully know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, a little bit different that they they didn't find water in his lungs, so they were like, okay, we don't think he drowned, but then he also didn't respond to the poison, so maybe was he not actually poisoned, and you just said he was, and it's it's hard to say. My point is. Nice. You got one of the answers that I would have given you a point for, and that is correct. Perfect. My second
0: question. was 1916, correct?
1: Uh, I'd have to look. It was also confusing. I think it was the end of December in 1916, but it was, okay. It I, I don't, this is going to be showing my ignorance. I don't know if they used a different calendar because the eyewitness testimony referred to a different date, but then that landed on a different date according to the calendar that we are used to. And I Good just Lord, I, yeah, I, I could be misunderstanding what was said, but that was my interpretation of it. And I'd, I'm not an expert enough in like early 20th century Russian calendar or anything. Like, yeah, My point is, I
0: think it was 1916. I don't know off the top of my head. Man, you all that aside, your APA citations in, <laughs> in this, in this trivia question um, are nothing short of incredible. Thank you. Thank you My second question It's true or false This one's true or false
1: Either you know it or you don't Toby Maguire was an ensemble singer in this film
0: Um I mean I don't have any other I don't have any other time when I know of him singing. Like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, it would make sense because Toby sang in Cider House Rules. Um, <laughs> or or Seabiscuit. The the director's cut, yeah. Um, <laughs> the movie plays totally differently. Um, I've not seen it, but I still got a kick um, out of that. It's a weird... It's a weird. It's weird if it's not true. Um, like it's a weird thing for you to just. Mm, mm-hmm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say false. I'm gonna say false. I think it'll be someone else who who, or maybe he was going to be, or something. Got, I'm gonna say false. But got
1: he was going to, but got disintegrated or some such.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so Tommy Maguire was not. But that was just a bit of a red herring because Kirsten Dunst, as you were probably aware. Voiced mm-hmm. Anastasia as a child, but the true bitty bitty. the true answer, J.K. Simmons, also from the Spider-Man series, was an ensemble singer in this film.
0: Really, another yes. gentleman who I don't go. Oh, no. yes, the singing voice of J.K. <laughs> not Simmons, not even a little bit. I mean, maybe we should, to be honest. Maybe,
1: yeah. Uh, the rest are things that I have to share with you, but they're not in okay. question form, so they're going to be rapid okay. fire. Okay. This is this is mind-boggling to me. So you know, you you already said it. Who played Gregory Rasputin? It was um, mm-hmm. you know Professor uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, Doctor Emmett L. Brown. <laughs> yes, Doctor Brown. Tim Curry and Sir Patrick Stewart were also considered. Which I get the Tim Curry, maybe, but the Patrick Stewart, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Weird. Yeah. 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 Weird. Okay. Yeah twentieth century's Fox, which produced this film, spent more money on marketing for this film than Independence Day, which I also found interesting. Weird. Very weird. Very weird. That's
0: okay. Yeah. Um. I. This huh. is this is something I maybe. Read- oh, go ahead. Do you think that's because something like Independence Day markets itself? I guess. But You're it's like, also- hey, Will Smith. Jeff Goldblum. But it's also
1: such a big deal that, you you know, you think it would just earn the marketing dollars that you're like, hey, we have to give it to this. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have my degree in marketing. Okay. okay. I should. Not yet. It's Not coming. Yet. It's coming. <laughs> this is such a, like, in the weeds thing that I thought, who who would have known this and was this done on purpose? But in at the conclusion of the film on the bridge in Paris where the the, the main characters confronted each other, Rasputin, uh, Dimitri, and Anastasia. Apparently mm-hmm. in real life, that bridge that was uh, represented in the cartoon was the Alexander Third bridge named after the real Anastasia Romanoff's grandfather on the occasion of his visit to France in the 1870s. Like, what an absolutely nuanced thing to have in the film that no one would understand if it's true. Like, I only knew it because I read it online. Right.
0: Yeah, so, that's like that is attention to detail like no other.
1: There are Easter eggs, and then there are
0: Easter eggs. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last, last
1: one here. Um. Christopher Lloyd, Kelsey Grammer, were cross crossed paths when they were on Cheers together. And my mm-hmm. last thing that I have to share, Kelsey Grammer, who voiced Vlad in this film, who is also my cherished Frasier Crane from my. Top favorite television show of all time check out our episode right. with you me and Emily where we we shared all our favorite films or favorite television shows mm-hmm.
0: episode 150 episode
1: 150 of note there is an episode of Frasier dedicated to it's called the czar is born spelled T-S-A-R and Frasier and his brother think they are descendants of Romanovs when they find this bear lamp in their house and it's an absolute hoot and it is so well done and I just find it interesting that he pl- voices a character in this film and I think the episode came right, out years afterwards later. so I, I, oh, it I came out after okay I, I got a hoot out of it and uh, it's like every episode of facialcier in my books it's so witty it's so entertaining and it may, I got it I gotta a chuckle thinking about it while watching this movie.
0: Another interesting crossing of paths or like, you know, um like degree of separation yeah. thing is yeah. um who what's the is it is it Bart Bart Oh
1: Bart yeah, the little lizard or you know, the little creature. The albino
0: bat thing. <laughs> whatever, yeah. Um voiced by Hank Azaria. Okay. Um, who is of course known as multiple characters on the Simpsons right oh he plays okay Mo and Chief Wiggum and yep. and did play Pooh until all that stuff happened and went down and mm. um Dr. Fink and like all these different people or Frank, Dr. Frank, mm-hmm. yeah um but Kelsey Grammer is also the voice of Sideshow Bob yes yes and so there's there's that
1: yep oh yes
0: yeah I find it interesting, the um, potential alternative castings for uh, Gregory Rasputin. I find that interesting because um, looking at the IMDB for this, mm. um, the singing voice of Rasputin hmm. is not Christopher Lloyd. It's Jim Cummings, who is famous for being the voice of Winnie the Pooh and, and oh. Tigger and... And, uh, Pete, the cat, the Mickey mouse, like several (laughs) is famous for doing several voice actings. Hmm. Um, but it's spot on. Like I, I, if someone had told me that was Christopher Lloyd singing, Hmm. I would have thought, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how well that would have lined up with, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, just doesn't have the same yeah. <laughs> same one-two about it. No. Hmm. Cool. Well,
1: I am curious what you think about this being new to it,
0: viewing it as an adult, and what your impression Well, were? would you like to know the things I like, or would you like to know the things that are head scratchers? <sighs> I mean, it's fair
1: to have both because I have both. Um, I guess you could do it in—I don't know what—what what way do you think would flow best?
0: What why tone? Is nobody what tone? in what? What tone why, why, do you wh- want? Why? Well, why does nobody in this friggin' movie, with odd exceptions? Oh,
1: I okay. O-
0: occasionally, they'll pop in and out of it.
1: I wonder where this is going. Yeah.
0: But this is the most non-Russian sounding Russia. Yes. <laughs> In some cases, it's damn, it's downright British Russia, yeah. or or whatever else have you? Yeah, nobody in this movie has a Russian accent. No one,
1: except for Kelsey Grammer's fake Russian accent for Vlad. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, and fake. then sort of like Christopher Lloyd is kind of putting it on uh, a little, yeah, kind of, kind of, but yeah. for being. You know, for yeah. having St. Petersburg and, like, yes. something that could have been so really, like, r- you know, rich with Russian culture. Sure. there's It's just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, it's just the most, like, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if there was a creative decision where someone's, like, well, I say chap, I don't think that... Um, <laughs> I don't think the kiddies are going to understand a Russian accent, do you? <laughs> oh, spot on. Yes. All right. Let's, well, let's give them English accents then. Like, I don't know if that was the thought process. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just like Western culture doing what Western, Western culture does best. Well, that's the thing. Um, it could be. In like poo-pooing on other people's mm-hmm. livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that's us. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was. That was. Though w- it was weird. It was weird. Now I wonder, because there's a lot to go in.
1: There's a lot to unpack with that question. And I wonder, I wonder if it's a few different things combined. Like I wonder if it's a product of the time. Like it's it's twenty five years old, so practices now aren't the same as practices then. I wonder, I wonder. do you think it has something to do with, like, only a snippet actually takes place in Russia? Like, the first 10 to 15 minutes, or, you know, once they leave Russia, then they're technically gone. So, I mean, we're right that the main characters don't have the accents, and that's problematic, but maybe it's also kind of in our mind, like, maybe it's just the way it's built up in our minds that there should be more, but maybe there shouldn't be because
0: they left Russia. Yeah, but even the... No, because even the grandmother. The grandmother should yeah, be so... That's true. Who is also... Right. Put
1: it, that's an, shout out to Angela Lansbury, personal favorite actor of mine, who is also Incredible. putting on a fake... She's British, so she's putting on a fake
0: Russian accent. Sort of. Sort of. But it still sounds pretty British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Really, when Anastasia walks in, she should be like... Hello, darling. Right. right? And there's n- and, and it doesn't happen. Right. It's like, y- y- I can't, I'm not going to try to do it, but Duh. it's like, <laughs> you know. And then even, like, Hank Azaria's character, the, the minion mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. from, what, Sweden? Ooh, I don't know. I'll quickly look. I mean, he's Sweden. hilarious. He is, he is yep. by and large, the best part of this film. Well, it looks like, he said, it says he was born in New York State. No, the cha- the character though, the, like the accent he's doing. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because he's like, this, you know. Right. Yes. 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 And it's it's not it's certainly not Russian, um, no. which 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 was obviously a conscious decision because Hank Azaria is a master. His voice, he's a chameleon with his voice, and he certainly mm. could have pulled off sure. a Russian accent had yep. he intended to. Hmm. Um, but yeah, nobody goes, you know, in the, nobody's in this, the sound booth and the recording sessions going, uh, okay, look, John, um, <laughs> yes, you're not a very good actor, but do you think that, let's just, let's just try it with a little Russian on there. <laughs> maybe that is, maybe that's, if someone told me that's John, don't get me wrong, John Cusack. mm I love seeing him in movies. Oh yeah. He's not a great actor. Yeah. You've never you've never watched a film with Johnny in it and walked away going, "Oh, Oscar. I'm give this man an Oscar." I am looking quickly
1: while you're while you're saying that and I I'm scrolling and there are movies that I don't mind that he's in, but you're right. I don't walk away saying yeah, no. You I agree. Yeah.
0: I would say what you said is correct. Right? Nobody goes, ah, John Cusack in 2012. <laughs> I don't think... I was moved. I don't think anyone says anything about
1: 2012 and says they were moved.
0: I was moved. <laughs> um, yeah. Except if they were so, moved from
1: their seat because they left the theater.
0: So I don't get the lack of Russian accent. Sure. No, that's, I just don't that, get it.
1: That's, I, I mirror that. That was also on my list. That's it.
0: A, a good point. I I watched... This movie as I watch a lot of movies um with headphones on, with like a okay. good set with the same set of headphones mm. that I added the podcast with and right. and you know, whatever else. Like two hundred dollar plus set of headphones. Dang. Um and I do this for two reasons. One <laughs> one this deflects. Uh, um, yeah. Well, so two reasons. One is um so as not to um upset our upstairs neighbors. Oh, yeah. Um who, between you and me, <laughs> don't feel the same way about us. Uh, um, but, but um so that's one reason. The other reason is because there is so much sound design and nuance in sound design. Oh that yeah. unless you're you know, unless you've got like a ten thousand dollar Dolby Atmos crazy laser precision sound system (laughs) in your thing and it's all laid out perfectly and properly and EQ'd like you're just gonna miss Mm. out on a lot of things Um, so headphones headphones is how I like to watch a lot of movies sure excuse me (laughs) headphones do not do Anastasia any justice hmm this is 1997 I like there's and it's Fox it's Hmm. not like Joe Blow's Movie Studio. <laughs> there is no excuse for the fact that not only does it sound like I'll talk specifically about John and Meg um cuz they're, you know, they have the most back and forth dialogue with each other. Yes. Yep. Clearly recorded in different rooms at different times, different days of the week. Probably different microphones, maybe different brands of microphone it doesn't sound it sounded like um and oh and the and the 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 the, the animation of of the mouth they didn't even try <laughs> they didn't even try to make it seem like that's what they were saying what it made me think of hmm. is it felt like an amateur It felt like someone had made an amateur radio drama or an amateur, like, narrative podcast. (laughs) And then someone went on, someone took that and using their, you know, whatever software at home on their home PC Mm. made a YouTube video, which was like putting together a little cartoon animation to a pre-existing thing. Right. You uh, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, you, you'll, you'll yeah. see that sometimes, or, yep. you know, it's like a it's like a clip from a live action movie that you know when someone's gone in and like animated yep. a little cartoon to the audio. Yep. Yep. That's what it felt like to me. Right. Yeah. So, which actually gave me a it gave me an interesting perspective, and this is kind of irrelevant, but it it, it is associated with podcasts. Hmm. It gave me this interesting sort of realization that. An audio, because I've been toying with the idea, and I haven't told you this yet, mm-hmm. but you're definitely going to play a role in it, whether you like it or not. I'm, um, <laughs> I, I at some point, I want to, even if it's just like a 15 minute or 20 minute thing, mm-hmm. I want to do a like an audio theater, audio drama Ooh. podcast, Ooh. right? Yeah. So sound effects and and dialogue mm-hmm. and scripts and and all these things. And it just got me thinking. Like th- that is essentially, you know, with the exception of it's some, you need to account for the the absence of of being able to see some visual cues. It's essentially just an animated film without the picture. Hmm. Because an, an- animated film is exactly that. Is like making sound effects and sticking them in, and like nothing is just captured as part of the film. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when they're walking up the steps, it's because someone right. has taken yep. footstep sound effects <laughs> right. and put it in and went, uh, yeah, that, that, you know. Whereas if you like focus on those sound effects, if you focus on it, mm. you're like, oh, that's weird. But when you don't <laughs> focus on it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like it's, it's, it all just kind of goes into the ambience. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, that's, I digress. No, no, that's cool. The audio editing in this film is horrible. Wow, horrible! Uh, and that's weird to me because it's Fox.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's not like, and you it's said. a big
0: cast. Yeah, you know, it's not like Fox was doing so. It's not like it's like you know. Well, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna try as hard with Land Before Time thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, yeah. it's, it's Christopher Lloyd and it's John Cusack and it's Kelsey Grammer and it's Matt it, Ryan and it's, we're going to spend mar- more marketing on this than Armageddon. Like we yeah. care, we care about this. Independence Day. But we, yeah. Or sorry,
1: yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's your tomato, trivia. So easy mistake.
1: Tom- tomato, tomato.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Is there, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Like, no, is, is there something to be said for the time? Like, I know there are good no. animated films, so I'm not just saying 1990s was the Wild West and just like you got what you got and you were happy for it and you walked uphill both ways to school and you didn't complain about it. I'm just wondering, like, is that an explanation to say no? Shh. Okay, okay. No, <laughs> I'm just, no again, because this is I'm not saying it's just is, like devil's advocate. N-
0: No, because this is like, think of the, you know, within that decade alone, think of the countless Disney Pixar, you know, whatevers.
1: And Pixar, you know, as, as much as the animation for Toy Story isn't perfect, it's actually in some parts bad for the time, it was still amazing and it was flawless. And this predated that by two years
0: or Toy Story predated,
1: yeah, two years ahead of Anastasia.
0: Furthermore, hot take of all hot takes. Hmm. The audio engineering in this movie is maybe only if better. It's only marginally better than something like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which came out in the Damn. 20s or 30s or something. Wow. So, no, there's no huh. No. Okay. No, it's 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 cutting corners, it's laziness, it's lack of effort. Sure. It's well, shit, we spent all the money on the marketing. <laughs> Maybe we should have made a good film first. Damn it! Well, well, John, talking to this tape recorder, <laughs> and uh, well, we'll just splash it together <laughs> because John's John sounded worse than Megan's or Meg's mm. Meg's Meg mm. sounded. I assume Meg. I assume it's Megan Ryan. Like on her birth certificate, I assume it's Megan Ryan. It's hard to say. Nobody's like. Ah. <sighs> Oh, my baby, my beautiful baby that I just gave birth. Meg,
1: yeah. right? They go, Megan, and it's Megan. You don't know that man. People, mm. people are different.
0: Uh, so yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the big issues I have. Sure. I, I think it's cute. I think the music is fun. Um, I was Brian watched it with me, and Brianne was like, "I came out of the movie, and I was like, even even with the issues I had, I was like, yeah, that was actually." that was pretty good. Like as an adult, I enjoyed that. I didn't have any potential nostalgic factor. And I walked out and I liked it. I liked that she, she spends the entire movie searching for her family in the absence of a sense of self identity as an absence in absence of like a sense of, you know, this is who I am. And then she finds her family and has this realization that she can, she can write her own story. Hmm. Um, that it doesn't need to be, her identity doesn't need to be solely tied into her blood. Right. And so I thought that was cool. I thought all this stuff and I was like, Oh, it was really good. And Brian was like, that no, <laughs> she was like, she didn't like it. She was like, there's a lot of cliches and there's a lot of like, mm. Uh, it's just been done. It's like, I, you know, and that I, that stuff I was excusing for being 1997. I was like, well, mm. yeah, but it's mm-hmm. like 25 years ago. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it was less overdone then. And we're just sick of some of this mm. stuff now. Like it falls into tropes that yep. are now kind of exhausted. Right. But weren't at the time. But anyways, weren't at the all time. in all, I I, yeah. I do really like this movie. There's just some weird. There's like the whitewashing of the the mm. Russian accent. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. I do. I want to ask you um, your your thoughts on um, how interesting to to have a children's film and take a real life person like Rasputin mm. give him magical powers essentially give him witchcraft and bold yeah bold and all of this stuff and then use him as the villain in your cartoon movie cuz it's really not much different like you could have done it with Hitler you could have done it with um with uh it, it, do you know what i mean like it it feels like mm. it feels like yeah and it's a little bit different because it's rasputin and it's but he was like not a good dude mm-hmm. um you know but it's like it feels like you know 50 or 75 years from now, you know, it's the exact same plot. It's the exact same premise, except it's set in the Middle East. And it's a right. magical Bin Laden that's, right. and you're like, well, this is w- weird. Like right. what a weird, oh, to take a real man. historical f- monster yep. Yep. and make hmm. him more monstrous and then have him be the villain in a kid's movie. I just, it's so weird.
1: I'll piggyback on what you're saying because it's definitely a weird tone. And I mean, when we look at I'm, when we look at other cartoons, maybe less cartoons, but for sure like nursery rhymes or you know children's stories that we've juveniled up a little bit so they're less scary or less intimidating. But you know what I'm talking about, where the actual real story is actually a bit like more the brother the the brother Grimm stuff. Sure,
0: where it's a right, little bit how, more- like in Cinderella, they you know the stepsisters, in order to try to get the the glass slipper to fit, they're like cutting off their toes and stuff. Yes,
1: stuff of that yeah. nature. Where
0: it's like there are dark it. elements to children's
1: stories that exist, so it's mm-hmm. not unheard of. But I do I I'm piggybacking on what you're saying because there are some weird elements to this, or at least it's unique to me. Of a having this character, like you said not only be the villain, but like selling his soul to kill a group, like a family, like a, very dark, very somber. We've even just the premise of setting them around this family where, you know, we know what happens to the family. They all get executed, like executed, which is horrific. Like that's just not pleasant. Um, And Yeah, I guess just the it's a fictional tale. So we've got Anastasia, but in real life, like, did she survive? Was she actually executed? I don't know. And so I guess just a lot of the undertones of what this story is about are also quite dark, just like the whole Rasputin thing is quite dark. So it's just it's a very interesting tone to the film that I don't think I'm used to. And I guess maybe that's because a lot of cartoon princess cartoon children's stories aren't remotely based on actual fact or like based on historical fiction so maybe that's part of the reason it's so unique and I I guess I just don't know how I feel about that I don't have a problem with it but it's very different
0: yeah I it's I just like yeah I just thought like what a weird decision to make even just the specifically selling the soul like that's some
1: serious stuff Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not just being a bad person, like, selling your soul to commit to killing a family. Like, that's some messed up stuff in a kid's movie.
0: Yeah. But, But, I mean, if you think about it, like, so is, you know, there's so many children's movies that, like, we hold dear. But if you break them down and you really think about them. Yeah. If you're poisoning an apple and trying
1: to kill someone with it, that's not pleasant.
0: Yeah. Some of them are just downright
1: friggin yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on the vibe. Um I do have some things that I like, I do have some things that I have problems with. Um I problematically I had the same thing their whole Russian accent was a little bit uh confusing for me. And even though I love Angela Lansbury, love Kelsey Grammer, having their pseudo Russian accents was also just kind of peculiar. Um There were some th- tone issues that I had like the ending of the film speaking of whitewashing, was this 90s, like so heavily 90s pop song that I just found it so contradictory to the tone of the film that I I just didn't know how to respond to it. Like I, not that the tone was historic, film was historically accurate. And as we talked about, some things were kind of like, I don't know, whitewashed a bit, but this just was like next level, like, okay, we're going to play this pop song. And I just felt so weird with the tone and the 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 time period that I, I just it felt weird to me um and I think I think so I think what you walked away with and so this is my my only other problem you walked away with thinking this is a unique story where you know we have this character who has this opportunity for a new beginning a new home and all all these things and you you liked that about it I think what I liked about it was unlike a lot of cartoons It actually is kind of historical fiction in a way, and I don't know how I want it to lean into it more, but I think I wanted it to lean into it a bit more historically, like spending more time on the backstory with the family, or more more time in, in at the time, like, leaving with Rasputin, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how I wanted it to play out, but... I became less interested in the film when it was less backstory about the actual Russian czar and the actual Russian palace and all the, the backstory of Anastasia and her family when it was just her, them kind of meandering on trains running from like glow in the dark spirits. It was, it was getting a little tacky for me. It picked up a bit in Paris, but I, 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 I was more, you were more interested in the, the character development. I was more interested in the historical fiction and I would have liked a bit more of that. Um, as far as things I liked, I doesn't have to do with the sound synchronization, but the whole like dimension of the actual animation stood out to me, and I I kind of liked it.
0: Like, I it's got it's it's got a good, you know, yeah. it's refreshing because you're like oh, it's clearly not Disney, no, and that's refreshing,
1: and. It wasn't in your face, but there were some times where it would be reminded to you that it was so different from other animations that it it just kind of had like a little kind of just rejuvenation of like, ooh, this is kind of neat. This is like, you know, watching a little jewelry box spin around or a train move or just like things that just felt a little bit more dimensional than than it otherwise would have been. So I, I liked that. I didn't watch it with headphones and I don't have the technical background that you do. So it wasn't ruined by the not being synchronized. Maybe if I had picked up on that, it would have been problematic. But I really like the visual aspect alone. Um, I mean, this isn't I'm trying to think of a good—you know—this isn't Mary Poppins where I go, "Wow, every every song was a banger." I'm listening to this on Spotify later. But there were a couple songs that I liked. I didn't mind the the Rasputin number where he was in his purgatory or what have you it was a little dark you know there's skulls everywhere and he's falling apart because he's a corpse but I didn't mind the song and then the once upon a december that came up a few times it was the whole reprise something about it I really liked it and maybe it's because those songs kind of tied into the historical fiction part and every time Anastasia would sing it then she'd have visions of ballroom dances maybe that's part of why I, I enjoyed it more but I think the song itself I enjoyed so the visuals I enjoyed the historical fiction component I liked would have liked leaning into that a bit more. And there were some musical numbers that I thought were okay.
0: I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. But I'm looking at my note here. Just back
1: on the whole, like, selling your soul or, you know, the bleak historical reality of what we were watching, another, like kind of query weird thing for in a children's movie like we had an indiana jones f- level of a villain's face melting and like him dying like that was when rasputin finally was kaput at the end like it wasn't just like he vanished or like blew away in the wind it was just like it was it was intense i'm gonna say it that. was but i but you gotta do that i like, know you gotta you know, do that but i'm just you saying. I guess if you've raised the stakes of someone selling their soul to do something, they can't just like peace out, but poof
0: (laughs) into a little green cloud of smoke. No, it had to be, it had to be gruesome. I guess, I guess my
1: question is less the continuity of it and more should it have been there. But again, I didn't necessarily have a problem. I just wondering.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Consider your wonderment quenched (laughs) because yes, yes, it should have been there. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Anything else you'd like to touch on? I'm so ready to rank this film, man. Let's do
1: it. Okay. You first. Okay. On a scale of 0 to 10, I gave it a 6. Hmm. Wasn't bad. Was had amazing. You see, wait, had you
0: seen this film before? Once, yes. as an adult. Okay. So I
1: didn't grow up with it. It was very much an adult lens when I watched it the last time. So nostalgia was not a factor. It's only what I'm seeing in front of me. And so I hmm. gave it a 6. I could if someone brought me a strong black cup of coffee and sat me down and showed me a PowerPoint presentation of this is why it can should, be arranged. This is why it should be a seven. I could maybe go to a seven, but I can comfortably say a six. As far as my scale, where there are tiers of how much effort would I put in, I wouldn't need to go see this in theaters, but I would. I would believe it or not. I would pay a premium access to watch it. Say you know Disney Plus, where you pay thirty bucks to watch something early. I could do that, really? and, and I would be content with it. I'd say, "Hey, you know what? I didn't hate it, and I enjoyed it enough to watch it." In this particular case, so okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Where where does it rank for you? Because this is your first maiden
0: voyage. Are you just sipping on Sorry, that little coffee? Sipping coffee? ASMR there. Um, <laughs> I give it a seven point three. Oh, I, okay. You know which yeah. which is yeah. It's a seven point three on paper, but in reality, it's probably like an eight. Only because, wow. only because it gets bon- Like if something, if an animated film pre twenty, pre two thousand, sure, that is solely you know it's not like shrek or or a pixar film where mm. where y- you know you could argue no this is like heavily geared towards adults as well this is a, this is meant to be a children's film sure yep if 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 a film like that that i have no nostalgic backing for no no ties nothing influence nothing from my youth influencing my enjoyment of the film If that sucker can score a seven point three, then it gets then you know then it's almost worthy of an eight because Hmm, because there's there should be bonus marks assigned. So yeah, seven point three. I was really I was really thrilled. I was really thrilled. Yeah, honestly, I I you know it it dips and it 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 there's some slow moments and and you know whatever, but all in all, I was like, this is just. There's something, obviously I know there's romance in the movie, but there was something about the era of the animation, the style mm-hmm. of the animation, the singing, the, there was something romantic about this movie. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I felt romanced by, by this movie as an animated film.
1: With the score you gave it and how you felt about it, But also the problems you had. Do you think you would ever watch it again?
0: Hmm. I would definitely want to show it to my children someday. Sure. That's fair. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I need to watch it as an adult again. Sure. Alone anytime soon. (laughs) And I don't know that I can't think of another adult in my life where I'd be like. Shit, son, you ain't seen Anastasia? (laughs) We're stopping everything. Drop everything. Yeah, sit down. (laughs) Drop, no, no, no. Drop your EpiPen. That that shit can wait. We are gonna, (laughs) we are watching. I don't care how big the bee was. We are gonna watch (laughs) Anastasia. And don't be, listen, listen, don't, don't don't you for one second be off-put when everyone in Russia sounds like I sound right now, because that, <laughs> boy, that's the way it was in the early 1900s. <laughs> this, this whole, hello, that, that shit, that's new. They just made that up. Uh, oh, man. What'd you watch this week, sir? I watched a few things, a few things you might actually be proud of me for. Uh, Okay, so human centipede check, Uh, Sleepy Hollow check. I've Uh, seen Sleepy Hollow. (laughs) And it's good. It is good. It's It's interesting.
1: We reviewed it, didn't we? Did we review Sleepy Hollow? I honestly forget, or if we just like both (laughs) watch. Sometimes it blends in my mind because sometimes uh, we recommend things and then we talk about it. So I'm not sure if it's just something we talked about or if we reviewed it.
0: We are in that era. Of the podcast, oh yeah, do we do this movie? There's, there have been times where I've had to come up with vote options, and right. I'm like, yeah, I think we're gonna go with this, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, hang on a second. I true or
1: false? I gave you Titanic as a voting option. Uh,
0: w- uh kind of. <laughs> you didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, but I kind of did, but not kind actually. of.
1: But if yeah, you want to, we can to. review it next, like when we're done recording this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll just stay up all night. <laughs> um, okay. The first thing I watched is I watched a 2000 film called The Whole Nine Yards. Never seen it before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story about a dentist who lives in Canada, but a hitman <laughs> l- moves next door to him. And uh, yes. it, have you seen it? An age? No, it's just, you know, it's yeah, yeah. that old tale. I, <laughs> tale as old as time Yeah, uh, I was drawn to it because it has Matthew Perry as the protagonist and it has oh. uh, Bruce Willis and it's one of those movies that I, I think is culturally significant or like there has a following and so I, I, I was like hey I'll, I'll watch this um, it was okay it had some funny moments I wouldn't say it's great I gave it a 5 out of 10 I honestly probably would have given it a 4 but the Matthew Perry Bruce Willis kind of you know from their involvement together briefly in Friends, um, I, I love the I like the chemistry. So for that the Matthew Perry aspect alone, I bumped it to a five, and that's what drew mm. me to it. So that that kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. So f- five out of ten. The next mm-hmm. film, yeah. <laughs> the next film I watched, quote unquote, I watched was a 1986 Chuck Norris film called Firewalker. Have you seen it?
0: No, and honestly, I <laughs> I'm going to make some enemies here. Yeah, 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 With the exception of his cameo in Dodgeball. Sure, sure. I couldn't give two shit
1: <laughs> about I,
0: Chuck Norris. I just don't care.
1: It's, you know what? It's fun. I just It's Yeah, I just fun. don't care. I don't I don't believe strongly enough in it to, you know, sit someone down with a black cup of coffee and convince them. But I, I went through a phase where I enjoyed me <laughs> is a that, Chuck. Is this, sorry, is this going to be an ongoing thing now? Oh, this black you better cup believe it.
0: You right,
1: better I'm believe prepared. it. Uh, i I went through a phase where I really got into his jokes and a group that I lived with got into his jokes. The story about this, I had a, we have a DVD collection and I'm starting to pare it down a little bit. You know, it's kind of like okay, what DVDs do I actually believe in that I actually just want on a shelf and the fringe ones that are kind of crappy time to time to send them off. You know, we I don't need them anymore. I don't need hairspray for on my DVD shelf anymore. And there's right. this whole pocket of DVDs that for years I thought were my wife's. Turns out my wife thought they belonged to me. So this whole time over the years when we've kind of pare things down and like sort things, we never got rid of them because we thought they belonged to the other person and we thought they were cherished to the other person. Turns out that we just somehow came up with this pile of DVDs, maybe just someone handed them down, and they were all kind of crap DVDs, and I thought, why does she like this? Like, this is crap. This is not a good film. And Firewalker was one of those films and so I said... (laughs) Go Go ahead. Wait, so what have you done with those DVDs? I, I'm going to throw them out.
0: You're throwing out my DVDs. They're not yours. <laughs> I left them there and I was like, Hey, <laughs> will they be safe here? You said probably. Who knows? Who are Clearly you? That was shit. Who are you?
1: Yeah. Um, Anyway, I, it, this film Skywalker, Firewalker, I don't even know what it's called. It has an (laughs) 8% on Rotten Tomatoes when I looked up all these films. So my point is, I said, you know what? I've had a busy week. I, we've all had a rough year, a couple of years. I'm going to sit down, have a few glasses of wine, and I'm going to see if this film is funnier as a result of it. And it was just a bad film. I got a two out of ten. I turned it off when I just I was not interested. Like 15 minutes in, I said, Life is too short, mission not accomplished, isn't worth my time. So I, I did not really watch it, but I gave it a two because that's that's what you give, films like that. Last two things. This yeah, you is never, where... you know, yeah. If you give a zero, then everyone's offended. And, everyone's yeah. offended. And a one is too low. Uh this is where I think you'll be pleased. So I watched a 2018 film called A Quiet Place. Ooh, and had you not seen A Quiet Place, I had not seen A Quiet Place. Okay. And, and I don't need to give a summary. Everyone is familiar with John Krasinski. I think it's pronounced and Krasinski, you know, yeah, Krasinski. And the whole premise of you know living mm-hmm. in a you know a society where you know you, you can't make too much sound or else it means you're going to die, and. Mm-hmm. You know what? I have to say, what an incredibly unique story delivery. Because mm-hmm. where else do you get a, a film that so, so, so heavily relies on face acting and facial gestures and physical gestures? And I just thought, A, it's unique. B, it really it puts an onus on the actors to do a, an impeccable job. And they did. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed the ride. I honestly wished... A few things that have been a bit different because I would have given it even higher. I I felt like by the end when the credits rolled, I kind of wanted a little bit more for some of the characters depth. And I felt like the first three quarters was superb and the last quarter was just kind of okay, um, and just kind of fell back into the territory of most films of the genre. So I think that the conclusion I would have wanted a bit more emotional things to have happened by then. But still, a seven is respectable, and I, it was enough to make me watch the sequel, which is the last mm. thing I watched this week, the 2020 A Quiet Place 2. I gave it a five out of ten. I'm not going to lie. Didn't hit the same way. It didn't. I, no. love, I love me some Cillian Murphy. Love him. He's great in the Dark Knight series. I love him in anything else I can find him in. I haven't crossed paths with him a whole lot with my reviewing of watch- movies recently, but it had a great opening, some great character depth to start off with. And then the enjoyment dropped and I felt like through the, mo- the the majority of this film I was asking it the whole walking dead question if it had the walking dead syndrome of does this story need to be told right now like does it need to continue did the story need to end a bit a, a bit a bit of time ago and um it wasn't bad it just wasn't good so I gave it a 5
0: no yeah
1: but I'm very happy I watched the first one
0: Good excellent yeah What did you watch this week I only watched one thing. Okay, I finished. Uh, I finished my. I was watching The Hobbit. Oh, Hobbit yes. Yeah. So I watched uh, Battle of the Five Armies. And? and I mean, for the most part, what a flaming turd! I like know.
1: Hey,
0: <laughs> you know, the first one. Yeah, is not bad. No, there were some issues. Of course. Uh, but it's not te- its not terrible. It's not
1: all bad. You're right.
0: The second one still has some good moments. Yeah. And then the third one is just like, mm. you know, with the exception, like there's one really cool, the fight that happens at, and again, not in the book, so you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but mm-hmm. the fight that happens at Delgadurre. Yes. With Elrond and Mm -hmm. Galadriel and Saruman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Saruman is like, they're like, "Ah." Elrond is like, we have to go after him. We got to kick his ass. Right. And Saruman is like, leave him to me. Right. Yeah. And it's like, dude, dude, you are about to get. (laughs) Brainwashed. Yeah. You're about to get, what's the, Ah, ah. ah, catfished? Oh. (laughs) You're about to get catfished so friggin' hard. (laughs) Right. So hard. I was thinking thinking gaslit for a second. That's a different thing. That's different. different." But maybe, we don't, it was probably an abusive relationship between Sauron and Sauron. We weren't there. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so The Hobbit.
1: For context, uh, you already said, I was just curious, like, even though it's the worst of the three, like, is it like above 5 out of 10? Is it 5 out of 10? Just um, off the top of your head.
0: I would say it's above, and there's two caveats. It's it's above because of the two that come before it. Of course. Yeah. And because it was the extended edition. So the oh, the, yeah. the third Hobbit film, notoriously, was re- they ran out of time, and it was released... In theaters, really before the film was ready, hmm. um, so the theatrical. Do yourself a favor: never, ever, 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 ever watch the. You can watch the theatrical cut of the first two. Don't sure. ever watch the theatrical cut of the third one. Oh man. Because it's unfinished, and there's there's Ugh. stories that aren't wrapped up. There's Ugh. all kinds of. It's just it 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 is an unfinished movie.
1: Oh man.
0: Um. So those those are the two caveats. Cool. But I will say, I will say this. This weekend. Yes. I intend. Yes. On finding out just what was so wicked about that ring that Bilbo found in that cave. Okay. Like you're going to watch the the Lord of the Rings? I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings. Okay,
1: that's what I thought you meant, but I was, I just needed confirmation.
0: Yeah. Does that feel like for you, for you, does that feel like when one spouse, like if (laughs) if your wife came home tomorrow and said, Pete, uh, I want to talk to you about a Cuba trip. Okay. And you're like, oh, uh, yeah, we can go to Cuba. And she's Mm. like, no, no, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to Cuba. (laughs) You're going to watch the kids. Mm. Like the fact that I'm telling you I'm watching Lord of the Rings. Is that like, you know, I'm not. No, and I. No, you don't care.
1: Fine. I d- no, I do care. I think it's just because I'm, I'm. To be honest, where my head's at when you said that is, I'm ready to review them with you. And really? You need to be prepared. You need to watch them ahead of time to eventually
0: mm-hmm. lead to when we review them. And, and um, again and again, again and again. Hmm. I will be watching the Blu-ray extended edition. Interesting. Interesting. For the sake of just <laughs> consumption. Sure. Just quantity. yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. good. Very All good. Right. Ra-
1: wrap it up. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um Check out our socials below, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a good rate and review wherever you're listening. It helps others find the show and we really appreciate that. We also love hearing back from you, so... Comments and yeah, we uh, do. Input is well received. Um, I'm gonna give another uh, uh, shout out to our Patreon. Check out our Patreon page below, our merchandise page below. It's ways for you to help support the show, to help us pay bills and cover costs. Yeah, it is. It's also ways for us to give you perks back for helping support us. Yeah, it is. And I'm gonna give a shout out again to Patreon. Uh, a shout out yeah, to Andrew and Emily who mm-hmm. were who have bonus votes, uh, letting mm-hmm. the cat out of the bag there. Their votes helped Anastasia win, and I'm not trying sure to get did. too political here, but I'm gonna... Everyone take a seat, wherever you are, just stop what you're doing, and <sighs> I'm gonna say... Put the down. Vote. Vote. <laughs> and... I'm whether you have extra voting power or not. I'm. I'm actually being quite honest. These votes actually do matter. You, whether you have a voting power of a normal person or the bonus votes, they really do help sway things. So you know, you just never know where it's going to go. And um, if you're ever feeling discouraged that your vote doesn't count, it sure does.
0: I wanna. I just thought of a new merch idea. <laughs> okay. I want to make clearly movie men themed stickers that say I voted. Ooh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so, I think that it's so fun. It
1: makes sense for, for, for how we operate. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that wraps up my, my housekeeping. Thank you for joining us. And until next time,
0: uh, vote. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it, and that way, that way, what'll happen is, you know what'll happen. Hmm. You'll all vote, and some movie like, some movie like, Insidious Chapter Four or something will win, (laughs) and Pete will, will (laughs) people say that the election fraud. He'll say, (laughs) he'll make us recount. It'll turn into this whole. (sighs) Insidious Chapter (laughs) 4. There'll be an insurrection. I can't. I just can't. I just...